Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. ESPN Radio, and it's time for our ESPN Roundtable, presented by the place where we are currently sitting, Paradise Falls. Great to be with you. Hour number two, broadcasting through the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway and Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can call 329-1899. Got something to say? We're happy to have you. 329-1899. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Who sings that song, Coulter? I believe the Allman Brothers. Yeah, Greg Allman. Yeah. Very good. Yep, yep. The Laid Back album from 1973. How do you like that? Wow, your dad must have taught you that. Actually, uh, Reese sent me a text, told me, so that I'd have that info and I could drop it on you like that. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, if you would uh, like to listen to the stream, you can listen live no matter where you are out of market. Very convenient, very easy. Go to the website, 1029ESPN.com. Stream brought to us by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. It is time for our ESPN roundtable presented by Paradise Falls, which is where Coulter and I are. So you're going to be here another hour. Come on by, have yourself a drink, have yourself a uh, howdy duty. We got some swag for you, maybe some coffee, a couple of koozies, whatever you need. Go on over and uh, say hello to us here on a Thursday afternoon at, we, uh, at Paradise Falls. We've done a ton of live broadcasts yep. from a ton of places. Yep. Have we ever actually done a segment that's sponsored by the place that we are at that has a live well, read of course we attached did. to it? Wing it Wednesday for oh, yeah, the Desperado. Of course, yes. Yeah, so we're on fire the last so couple of weeks. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're putting it together. But today, 
Here Very we are. Nice falls. Doesn't get better than this. Come here. They got 18 draft beers, including the Widmer Brother Hefeweizen. Yep. They got a million TVs. I think they say 30, but it seems like even more when you're actually in here. We got I got the pre NFL preseason over here. I got Brooks Kepka over here. We got all sorts of stuff going on. That's right. Jags Eagles week two in the NFL preseason has kicked off. I see a little taco salad over there. That's I'm, always a go-to standby. I am really starting to get tummy grumbly. You know what I mean? We had, we had a good one earlier today. No and, doubt. Uh, but now it's, I'm, I'm getting a little hungry again. So come on down. We've got a couple Widmer Brothers Hefeweizens left. And uh, as always, Paradise Falls your go-to spot on the south side of Missoula. The subject of our ESPN roundtable this week, the voice of the Grizzlies. Riley Corcoran does the radio call for the University of Montana football and men's basketball teams going into his fourth season as the play-by-play uh, uh, play, uh, guy for the University of Montana. Does a really good job and uh, talked to him about a couple of things. Uh, yesterday we got a chance to sit down and chat. Uh, I guess it was Tuesday afternoon, but... Uh, the uh, uh, got to talk to him both about the University of Montana, of course, going into football season. So we chat about that, but also what's it like to be a sports broadcaster and do play-by-play and travel with the team and be embedded in all of that. I think people are interested in that, and Riley certainly uh, has. Uh, you know, was this is a dream of his from going way back, which you will hear and uh, and uh, talk about his experience as you know a play-by-play guy for a, a major university and for a major sports. So here you go, our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. It is Riley Corcoran. Welcome in to the ESPN Roundtable. Happy to be joined by the voice of the Grizzlies, Riley Corcoran. Riley, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing awesome. Football is in the air, Ryan. It seems that, you know, just using the, the bad pun, I'm coming out of hibernation, ready to uh, for every single day to be involved with Grizzly football. So it's a great time of year. Great to be talking with you. It's interesting because, you know, this has become, you know, it's, it's cyclical for uh, a guy who's in the profession that you're in, right? And you have the seasons of football, the overlap of football and basketball, which is really going hard, right? And then basketball, and then you've just come out of a little bit of a lull, maybe, making holes and ones at golf tournaments and so forth and so on, and now back into football. What What is your experience like just in terms of gearing up for the season? It really is a process. Cyclical, that, that's a good word to describe it because you, you go through multi, every month to me, it's kind of a different mindset. When the calendar turns, it's okay. August, September, we are Grizz football-based. October, start to bring basketball in the mix. You mentioned the, the override of November, December. And then the last couple months for me, I'll admit, it definitely needs some recharge time to get ready because it is. It's an everyday cycle. You get excited for it. But it truly is. It's a mindset every single day, every single month when you're getting ready for what the priorities are. And when you're really representing the entire department rather than just one sport per se, that brings a different element to it. And it's something that I'll admit to you, when I jumped on board, that was something I wanted to take to the next level to not only talk about Grizzly football and Grizzly basketball, but everything else than the department and it's been a really really good mix so far we are headed into football season year two obviously with bobby hauk at the you know at the head of this thing and for you you when you were hired bob stitt was the head coach you're you've been here throughout the transition and watched it what to you has stood out about bobby hauk and his you know taking over now for the second time of this team it seems he is so in control of every single thought ryan and this goes from 
big picture stuff to minute details throughout the course of a day. He is so focused and driven. It, it's really fun to watch. The transition was certainly interesting. Uh, year one, just from a personal standpoint, I was eyes wide, kind of taking it all in. But then if you're really comparing, though, say year four for me going into this and seeing a fall camp compared to what it was like in year one, it is night and day. It's a different type of focus and intensity and, and the, the goals that are to be driven each day from this coaching staff. I see it from year one to two, and especially now, these guys have a much better feel of what's expected of them. And hey, with any job, even with our jobs to what they're doing on the field, when the expectations are black and white and you know what's expected of you each day, you tend to perform a little bit better. You know, I want to make you an analog for the coaches here because you, as you mentioned, fourth year here. Now, you've done radio uh, quite a bit before in Boise as Sports Talk Radio. You're a play-by-play guy, uh, you know, getting your start in Bozeman and stuff like that. But now you've been here for a little while and engendered, you know, certainly a, a, a following. People know who you are. What's it like for you now to... I don't know if you're an old hat at this thing, but you know you've had some experience and experience in this position and when with this you know with this university and what's that like to say okay you know I kind of know what the deal is and maybe look ahead to how you want to progress. It's still surreal to me, and I know that if you go back and look year one and you see maybe some of the quotes to now, it still is, and I want it to be like that each year because it, this is an unbelievable opportunity and platform to have this position, right? We all know what what Grizzly Athletics means. And to to really anyone around the state, especially listening in Missoula as well. But to know the responsibility to me is the is the biggest part of it because people are expect. There's a certain expectation now. I feel it's been created after the first three years of me being on the job. Now that hey, there's going to be social media interaction. Hey, there's going to be a lot of extra stuff rather than just okay. The Grizzlies are on 30 minutes before. Flip on the pregame and you know listen to the postgame afterwards. That's it. It's a it's more of a seven day a week type gig and that to me I think is probably the biggest change from year one to year four that's now an expectation rather than oh that's nice that we're maybe seeing an interview from you know a practice or two it's really bringing it full circle and I hopefully don't intend to stop continuing to um, pick up new things each year when it comes to calling games, uh, you know, obviously you are doing a call for a team. The vast majority of the listeners are going to be fans. of Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication. And one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000. Or find them online at goblackfoot.com. Of that team. And so, you know, the perspective, the angle you're going to take will always be through the lens of the University of Montana. But how do you, you know, 
what 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 do you think marks out the way that you want to and like to call games? You know, maybe compared to others in the industry. Great question, and I think every broadcaster has their own identity, so to speak, of what's important to. And I think that for me, I go to my idols, the the people that I that really inspired me to get into broadcasting and the, and the people that I still watch and listen to trying to hone in on their craft. And number one is Vin Scully for me. And it's about storytelling. Whereas yes, I am working for the university of Montana. There is no secret, no surprise. You know who I'm calling the game for, right? When you're listening to a grizzly game, but at the same time, I'm not going to ignore the other team that's over there. I feel that every game provides a unique set of storylines and it's my job to find those storylines and to present those storylines and to tell those stories to the listener. That to me is the biggest responsibility from it. And although yes, the, the word Homer is thrown around a lot, right? When it comes to, to home team broadcast. And I want to walk a fine line there where yes, you know, I'm rooting for the Grizz. When there's a touchdown, I'm going crazy. You're going to hear Greg Sundberg yell Yahtzee all over the place. <laughs> and it's just going to be a great time. But when there's dead air and there's a timeout in the third quarter, I might tell you about the background of a second, second string running back from Portland State because you know what it's a pretty darn good story and for me that's always going to remain a priority no matter what level it comes to how big the game is or if it's just an exhibition men's basketball game it's always going to be that at least predicated on that. Riley Corcoran joining us in the ESPN roundtable he's the voice of the Grizzlies or football and men's basketball, but also a uh, a bit of a, a of a name and a face for the university and the athletic department as a whole. Let's talk a little bit about football this team this season, and uh, and we touched on obviously year two with Bobby Houck from from his standpoint or from your perspective on him. But when you look at this football team personally, this off season, I thought you know this is going to be a good team. I'm just not quite sure if they're there. I'm not sure how good. And the further we've kind of gotten into it, kind of the higher my expectation and anticipation has risen on it. Are, am I uh, what, am I crazy in that, or is it? What do you think about this? Team? No, you're not crazy to think that because the more you're around this squad, and I think because we have have that comparison sake, we can go to okay. Well, they were here last year, and it has a certain feel, right? We're in week two of practice. It's much different than a year ago when some of the players you could just see it through their face mask. Oh boy, what's Coach Howe going to do today? What's expected of us? What's a practice going to be like? No, no, that's all an expectation now. And maybe the people that weren't 100% bought in aren't around. And and I heard a lot of that conversation from the leaders of this team and Dalton Sneed, Dante Olson down the line. But that's a big part of it. You have to have 100% buy-in, right? This day and age of student athletes, there is so much of a time commitment that if you don't have 100% of the players buy-in, you're not going to get a good team atmosphere. To me, for one reason or another, the last couple of years, especially you know going back three, four years ago, you didn't really have that. To me, you look at these guys this year, it's very different. And I think that leadership is a big part of it. You're going to hear me talk a lot about it throughout the course of the, the first couple of weeks. When you have a Dalton Sneed and a Dante Olson running those player-run practices, they hold people accountable. And that's a huge difference. And you see the freshmen, the sophomores, they're just into it a lot more. And I think the expectations, for good reason, are a little bit raised. The biggest question, though, and I know that we could go through the schedule game by game, it is brutal compared to last year. This team could be exponentially better but the win total might not necessarily reflect that. So I think that's going to be the, the most interesting piece to watch that September, I guess, if you want to throw the South Dakota game. Those first five games are brutal. If the Grizz, uh, we can go through each game, but if they can get out of their 3-2, and two, 
I would think they feel pretty good going into it and then maybe a, a stretch of the schedule where they could get through it. But um, I, my expectations, I'm trying to limit them a little bit, but I think for good reason, Ryan, they are a little bit raised than maybe what we thought even a month ago. I know that you spent a lot of time with the schedule and not just who is Montana playing, but who are the teams that they're playing, playing before they play Montana and going through that kind of thing. But look, pretty objectively, it's a clear-cut top tier in the Big Sky Conference heading in. There's a there's a pretty obvious top five teams in terms of expectations heading into this season, and Montana's the only team that plays all the other four of them, right? And there's a couple of those teams that play only one or two of the other ones. So clearly Montana drew the short straw in terms of strength of schedule within the conference for this year. Now, I'm not going to ask you about the unbalanced schedule. I think everybody is pretty unanimous in their hate of that. Uh, but uh, uh, when it comes to maybe trying to find a silver lining, okay, look, you know, you play who you play, and maybe, you know, if you are able to all of a sudden show up and get some wins against some better teams, you know, your your schedule or your, your record is going to reflect really, really well on you. Mm-hmm. On the other side, you got to get those wins against those teams. Where do you fall on, on kind of what is facing Montana, particularly in their conference slate? I think it's twofold. Number one, the big marquee games, right? Those four games against the teams that made the playoffs that are picked higher than you. The Grizzlies coming in probably at number five right now. Those four games, I feel if you're really breaking those down, one big win could change the whole tide. And that's the positive side of this thing. That UC Davis game is one I've looked at a bunch of times. I think UC Davis is probably the best team in the league. They play a little bit harder schedule than Eastern Washington. That's why you can put Eastern 1-2 either here nor there. But for the Grizzlies to get that confidence that, hey, we are elite, I think in their minds right now, they believe we can win this league. It's going to take that one win to maybe push them over the top. Last year, everybody forgets this. They went six and five. That's the bottom of the. That's the bottom line. That's what everyone is going to really remember that team for. They had to lead ten of eleven games in the fourth quarter. I mean, that that to me shows they're capable of pulling through when they had uh, an off- offensive line that was maybe holding them back at times. So when you break down the schedule, a marquee win maybe from one of those four teams is huge. But also, there's no letdown games. There's no Going to Sacramento State on a night game the week before you play Eastern Washington, that's going to be pretty darn tough. Portland State on the road again to start the month of November when you've got Idaho, the Cats, and Weber waiting. There's just trap games hidden all over the place. So I don't think there's one true easy game that you could say in, in conference play and that's a str- that's a testament to the Big Sky Conference and also a testament to this unbalanced schedule where the Grizz certainly did draw the short end so it provides plenty of opportunities Ryan I think if if the Grizz can get one big marquee win early that could flip the script for the entire year voice of the Grizzlies Riley Corcoran joining us on the ESPN roundtable and this is something that I'm going to ask coach Hauk about as we get a little closer to the season but Root Sports uh, just earlier today in fact came out with their their final uh, uh, kickoff schedule and it's always tied to TV right is that's where that's when the games get played you know in terms of of the games that are on Root Sports Montana on Root Sports is it six times Uh, so a lot of exposure which is great for Montana but then also consequently they have they are all over the map from noon till 7 15 p.m pacific time and everywhere in between for start times there's no consistency in the kickoff schedule for this team what is your perspective on that because i'm a guy who thinks like you know you know 
every game is different, every team is different, every situation is different, and you just have to figure it out that week. But also I understand why a team would like to have, hey, you know what, we have three weeks in a row that it's 2 o'clock. We know what we're doing, we know what time we're getting up, we know what time to be at breakfast, and we know, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, so what does that do to a team? Because you're with the team on game day, in the mornings, in the preparation. I think people don't really understand all what goes into even what it takes to get to the point where you're running out on the field for warm-ups. You know what I mean? There's a lot. There's many hours of preparation into it. These guys are creatures of habit, and they break down their schedule to the minute on game days. And so when you're talking an 845 kickoff in Oregon, that just pushes the body schedule back too because these guys are up at – they're up at 5 in the morning. They're getting ready to start going with their day. They're, again, the creatures of habit part is a huge key in it. And all of these coaches, and, and I would say the players too, would prefer to play in the afternoon. So when you're bouncing around back and forth and have no consistency, I know it drives the coaches crazy, but at the same time, they can't reiterate that too much because they can't be making excuses. They, they've, got, they've been telling the players the whole time, hey, we play when we play. But at the same time, it would be nice to have some sort of consistency uh, back and forth. I don't know if they'll get the 9 a.m. kickoffs like Mike Leach is trying to, to get rid of right now. That's a story in of itself. But, man, I, I just look at maybe the, the two road games where the Grizzlies play late. Just think. And the, the travel part coming back is a key. Oregon, now it will be an 845 kickoff mountain time game's probably going to last three and a half hours that's probably generous to say that then you're talking an hour and a half to get back to the team plane two hour flight home you lose an hour coming back these guys will probably get back five or six in the morning for that game sacramento stayed about the same way that's a seven o'clock mountain time kick in late october then you come back and you're behind for the week so it's a it's a constant catch-up game I, i think we could talk about tv times and schedules i mean for a while because there, there is just so much that's mandated on certain things um but but yes these guys would much rather play at noon or one o'clock every single week and that was that's how it used to be back in the old days so to right. speak but not so much anymore Riley, I want to talk a little bit about you and how you got into this. You referenced earlier Vin Scully. I know, obviously, you are a big-time Dodgers fan, dedicated both in uh, in fandom and in uh, in uh, uh, attendance. Uh, you are you have to be the best attendee of Dodgers games from the state of Montana that there is. I take pride in that. I, well, you you know, I, I didn't even think about that, but I, I do. When I when I see that maybe Grizz basketball is winding down, the first thing I do, okay. Can I find a 48-hour gap to go catch a couple <laughs> Dodger games? Can I take a quick flight to Denver? Okay, Phoenix. You know, no, I, I absolutely love my Dodgers. It, it started back uh, when I was so oh, shoot. I, I would say 12 years old, and, and I was big into baseball. Baseball was my sport. You might look at my stats and go, man, he didn't play any sports. No, I was able to. I was able to pitch and play golf. Okay. I can, I- you could still do both, <laughs> by the way. Uh, but but baseball-wise, I was always, my parents had the MLB Extra Innings package, and I always would come home at night and watch baseball. Never really had a true geographical allegiance to a team being in Billings, where I grew up. And I always found myself watching the Dodgers. And I wonder, well, why is that? Well, there's this guy called Vin Scully, right? And, and he's the reason. He drew me in. I knew that I wanted to be in sports in one capacity, right? Everybody grows up and they have the dream of being a professional athlete. As much as I love sports, I liked watching them more and I liked analyzing the game more and just taking that seat instead. And from there, for one reason or another, broadcasting was the way that I could get into sports. I had a great opportunity with Rocky Erickson in Billings, a broadcasting legend, high school games and everything in between over there. And is that where you broke in, was in high school stuff in Billings? I was a freshman in high school and I was doing color commentary for Billings Senior against Billings West, doing the halftime stats in a a much different tone of voice. Hint, it was much (laughs) higher. 
higher than it is right now, believe it or not. So that, that was really the start. And from there, uh, incredible family support from behind their uh, family business that's been going on for a while. And I knew that wasn't for me. And I always... I made every decision based off how it could further my broadcasting career. And that next step would be going to Washington State and getting a lot of broadcast experience there. And then once you get in and you start doing games, I mean, I was lucky because it was the Pac-12 heyday, right? Washington State was in the top 10 in the country. UCLA had Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook. Arizona State had James Harden. Stanford had the Lopez Twins. I could keep going down the list. It was must-see every single night. And that got me hooked on college athletics. That professional game's great. Maybe there'll be a time for that down the road but the passion of college athletics you can't duplicate and from there it was just one opportunity to the next the eye the goal was always here in Missoula on this job and you know the stars align for one reason or another and I, I couldn't be more fortunate when it comes to uh, the University of Montana being from Montana you understand uh, what both schools Montana State and, and UM mean to this state and I find it I've always found it interesting as a, as a Montanan as well uh, how the pageantry the, the national exposure that you get in major college sports and professional sports you know always takes precedence broadly and I understand that but there's only a handful of places in the country where the college sports are and the teams are everything to that community of people and I mean obviously you can talk about the SEC and Georgia and Auburn and Alabama and all of that and and the level that that is at and the level is is very high but it's also partly a numbers game and it's also because it comes with the national exposure and all of that but when you talk about what these teams and what these schools represent within this small population but a but a passionate population it's pretty cool and it's very unique and you think about hey well you know somewhere down the line i go somewhere else that's all well and good but you'll never be able to replicate right what this is at the university of montana in missoula or at montana state in bozeman there's nothing like it and it's fun for me and i'm sure you you can have this same experience too when talking to other colleagues around the country. What, what do you? What's it like covering Grizzly football? And my best, my best comparison sake would be it's like covering an NFL team every single day because people live Grizz athletics day in day out. The uniqueness of that, Ryan, it's tough because yeah, let's just go down to Alabama. Okay, Alabama has. What? How many? How many varsity sports? A heck of a lot more here. Probably 27, yeah, 28. Yeah, I was right. gonna go with something in the twenties yeah. there, and so they they constantly are able to move on. And I would even go as far as to performance based, right? When the Grizzlies maybe have a tough year, I think that it's even dwelled upon more because hey, we can't move on to a, a different sport or a, a different anything else. It's about Grizzly football, and, and I think that the, the biggest. Um, example of that is when I go out on the GSA tour every single May because you get questions about what you see in that third game in October against Portland State. What were they doing to, to not get it done? And just the vivid detail of, of how much fans live through Grizzly football, it's inspiring to me. And it also, again, what we talked about earlier, it's a responsibility because it is a very unique spot in that sense. I love it because every single game is an event. And even around the Big Sky Conference, not to knock any team or school in general, but you might go to a game where there's 500 people there. That's never going to be the case in the University of Montana. They are the crown jewel, jewel as far as the Big Sky Conference is concerned. And I think every school kind of knows that. It's kind of, when you come into Missoula, it's going to be a big time atmosphere. And at least from my chair, that's, that's really fun to watch. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, joining us in the ESPN Roundtable. Riley, what is something about your job that maybe people don't know? 
Ooh, putting me on the spot right away. I think, um, wow, the prep work, I, I think, would be a big part of it. A lot of people, and at least early on, before they really knew my style, would think maybe a play-by-play -play guy can show up at the game, throw on the headset, and just talk for three or four hours. To me, I maybe go over the top as far as the prep work is concerned, but I'm putting in late nights, two, three in the morning, there's times where that spotter board's just continuing to be worked on. And it's just a, it's a constant prep, right? It's not just, okay, on Thursday, I need to, to learn Portland State's players, or I need to learn what Sacramento State's gonna run. It's watching film, talking, it's constant conversations, but retaining that information, I, I think is so important, Ryan. And when you're going through a game, the mindset I have to have is, it's an open book test every single time. Right, So if I have all the materials in front of me, it's just a matter of organizing it. So it's a lot of organizing, prep. Um, the relationships that you have with the people inside the department, though, I, we talked about the other sports. I enjoy nothing more than going into Allison Lawrence's office and sitting down and talking Grizzly Volleyball or, or going to Chris Nord, one of the all-time greats at Montana, and just picking his brain. I mean, his high school days here. And, and Melanie, Mike, I, I could keep going all the way through the athletic department, but it is much more, I think, than just showing up at the game, maybe going to a couple practices, doing your due diligence. It's an everyday retention of information. I think maybe that's the, the biggest thing maybe that's overlooked with my job. You mentioned, you know, watching film and that kind of mm -hmm. thing. Do you ever get to sit down with any of the coaches and go, you know, what's going on here? Can you explain this to me or can you show me this? Absolutely. And I, the relationships that you build that trust right away, for me to be able to do that with Bobby Houck, Tim Rosenbaugh, can't bear anyone on the Grizzly football staff and even in basketball when I'm traveling with the team and maybe they're going through a rut. Travis, what, what are you seeing here? What, what do they need to run more on offense? Or, or what's Sacramento State doing to, to fluster you guys? I keep going back to Sacramento State for some reason. I don't know. I can think of Sac State and Portland State today. I don't know why. But I've referenced each of them three, four times. But, yes, and that that is invaluable information to me, right? In, in basketball, I do a solo broadcast, so it's a little bit different. I feel that play-by-play -play is number one, but I also have to be somewhat of an analyst, right? And, and Greg takes the cake there for football he he can really break down things that I don't have to worry about at times but um, to have that information the resource from the coaches absolutely invaluable and I think for them as well to be able to maybe get a message out through the radio guy that's that's beneficial for all sides last thing for you here when you look ahead now into this football season what do you expect out of the University of Montana as they try and make it back to the postseason for the first time in four years I expect a complete effort in games now I think finishing is the number one thing that has been driven with this team finishing games finishing practices finishing a drill and it sounds very football cliche right okay finish we got to do it but these guys are truly living it day in and day out and I think one one marquee win is going to flip the script for the Grizzlies. I think that eight or nine wins is a tampered expectation, but also realistic at this point. Do I think they could go on a run and uh, once the gauntlet of September is over with and get a homecoming win, maybe get a marquee win over in Eastern Washington at home? Something like that is going to have to turn the tide. I think the Grizzlies, and this is maybe an obvious statement here, they to beat at least one of those playoff teams in conference play. To me, that would be considered a marquee win and would probably push him over the top to making the playoffs this year. Riley, appreciate it very much. You do a great job at Voice of the Grizz on Twitter if you want to track him down and all over the place on uh, the uh, radio calls for both the Grizzly football and men's basketball all season long. Riley, appreciate it. Thanks for being with us. Absolutely, Ryan. Thanks.
There you go, Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz and our, the subject of our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls near the corner of Reserve and Brooks on the south end of town. One of the good options down on the south side of uh, town. 18 rotating beer tap handles as well as a, a great and updated menu. Multiple locations to sit in. We are sitting here right now, Coulter, in kind of the... The grotto, we got the glass enclosure, get some sunshine after uh, the rain blew through, tons of televisions. Free season is on in full. You can come down, check out all the games uh, all season long at Paradise Falls, one of the great spots on the south side to uh, enjoy a drink, enjoy a meal, bring the family, whatever you want to do. And uh, inside, outside, the patio, the patio is covered too, lit. It's uh, This is a wonderful location, has been for a long time. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hot spot. The ESPN Roundtable is a collaboration between ESPN and SkylineSportsMT.com, and it lives eternally as part of the Big Sky Breakdown podcast series at SkylineSportsMT, so you can look for it there as well. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about recruiting and pull another name right after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Welcome back to John DeWannis, 1029 ESPN Radio. Welcome to MSU, University of Montana Recruiting News. Colton DeWannis broadcasting live through the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy Online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us right now. Live at Paradise Falls, watching happily the Green Bay Packer Baltimore Raven preseason game. Thank you very much. Ravens with the ball. Not really marching, just so you know. They got the ball there on 33-yard line. Uh, we are happy to be down here at uh, at Paradise Falls. And Coulter, we, uh, it's time to pick another name out of the box here. Uh, for a pair of tickets to go to the uh, uh, Grizzly Oregon football game. You hear me so shaking it? Yeah. I, making sure it's yeah, all mixed up. Put it up. right up there next to the mic. Get a good shake out of the thing. All right, Coulter, pull a name out of I'm there. I'm so interested in people's strategies on whether they fold it or not. Fold, fold it you or know, flat. Or, yeah, or maybe do like the. Hey, the, you haven't picked one yet. Thing. I don't think you've picked one ever. Okay. In okay. five times. Boy, this feels very stressful to me. All right, here we go. We've got Ben. Ben. Goble. Okay. Okay, from uh, Missoula. So we will uh, see if we can track Ben down okay. here and uh, and get him uh, the tickets to the uh, Oregon-Montana game. Coulter, Montana State, 
13 vo verbal commits. This is the last time we kind of talked about some of the commitments. Several, like maybe five, six, seven, have rolled in to uh, Bozeman, including, uh, as you mentioned there in the news, Cy Ryan's son, Connor. So tell us about him and uh, the rest of the commitments that have gone to Montana State, maybe a couple that have uh, headed for uh, Missoula as well. Connor Ryan's an interesting one because he um, he had a much much better track season actually as a as a junior uh, than he did a football season. I mean he was a starter on Billings West State Championship team, so he's a, he's a good player. Sure, but his his stats are very arbitrary. It's hard to even really track any down. His max preps has him just for five tackles last year. He was an honorable mention All State kicker turner, so good, but not. It's not as if he's like a first team All State guy or anything. Sure, but his dad did play for the Cats. But I've heard that he had tremendous camps at both Montana and Montana State, mm. and he earned himself half scholarships at each school. From He's a his, combine guy. From his camp performances. But you look at his track numbers, his track numbers are great. He ran a 10-9 yeah. flat in the 100 meters earlier last spring. That's moving. And then he placed third overall at the Class AA track meet in the 100 meters. He was also fifth in the 200 meters, and he was on the state championship 4x100-meter team with Trevor Gradney, who currently mm. plays for the Grizz. But also he's... Uh, you know, he's a legacy kid. I mean, Cy Ryan was a good running back for the Bobcats in the mid-1990s. Uh, so, you know, it's a kid that I think Montana State probably pursued a lot harder than Montana, uh, but a relatively good player. A um, couple other guys that Montana State's landed since the last time we last time we updated you guys, Tommy Malott and Connor Reitler, two in-state kids had committed. But Max Lenzi, who's a cornerback out of Tiger High School in the Portland area, he's a three-star guy who was the runner-up for the Oregon 6A Defensive Player of the Year last year, so he's a real-deal player. A guy that was recruited by Oregon and Oregon State, but then those offers, uh, who knows, they kind of fell off the table, but he's committed right now. Aiden Parks, who's a linebacker from uh, Chico, California. Charles Brown, a receiver from Arlington, Texas, a speed, big-time speed guy. And Bryce Layton from Camas, Washington. He's currently rated, have you ever heard of the Coles Kicking Camp? Coles puts on a kicking camp around the country mentoring specialists, and Bryce Layton is currently ranked the number two punter that's participated in a Coles kicking camp mm. in the country. So that seems like a, a pretty adequate replacement for Jared Padmas. Now, we've talked ad nauseum about the difference in recruiting philosophies between Montana and Montana right. State, the style that yep. they use. Yep. Jeff Choate is throwing offers out all over the place, and they're really trying to get in early and often with guys in the northwest region. Bobby Houck slow plays it a lot more. Uh, it seems to me that you know, right now Montana has five verbal commits and Montana State has 13. But almost, Montana only has, I think, maybe eight or nine, ten offers out there. I mean, they have hardly any. And Montana State has dozens, yeah, or close to a hundred. So the the conversion ratio, as it were, is is much higher on Montana side of things. And you wonder if that's because it's a more personal relationship, or just a better evaluation, or a better sell. I'm not sure. I don't. I think I don't think you'll ever know that unless you are the person getting recruited. Yeah. But I think the other thing that's interesting too is that this might be the undertold story of the Jeff Chote recruiting model is that they have had so many guys verbally, verbally commit that then decommit or and or go somewhere else. They've also had so many dudes that even sign mm. that don't even that don't show up on campus. Mm. I mean, Malik Putney comes to mind. Ahmad Rory's cousin, who's from Eastside Catholic. He's a three-star safety. Expected to compete for playing time right away. He never, never materialized. Now he's at Ventura Junior College. Donnie Long, a kid who chose Montana State over Arizona State. We ended up having to go to another one of the California junior colleges. And most recently, Don Brown, who Jeff Choate said was the best DB that he has evaluated on film that Montana State has been able to sign. Well, he's at Venture College as well. He never made it to campus. So 
there's a lot of hype behind all this stuff. There's a lot of hype that I think is beneficial to the way that Montana State recruits. But also there's a lot of guys that fall through the cracks that never actually make it. That said, the kid we're specifically using as an entry point for this, Connor Ryan, he ain't decommitted anywhere. He's going to Montana State. Yeah. He's going to be a Bobcat. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But uh, the, the differences between the two programs continues to uh, affirm itself because it is a definitely, definitely a significantly different model for both sides. Two Tell Nuanas, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We'll take a quick break. We'll finish it up. Paradise Falls. We're live down here, ESPN Radio. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from Paradise Falls. It's been a fun show. Enjoyed it very much. We're broadcasting through the Kirk Polaris Studios. Kurt Polaris at 2904 West Broadway at Missoula Highway 83 and Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. If you missed anything in the show, you can listen on the podcast. The podcast available on your favorite podcasting platforms. You can uh, check those out at your will. Podcast available, thank you, Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Great review it, subscribe to it, do all that stuff. Click the links, go visit our friends that are up there. We appreciate that too. So NFL Network. Oh, did you want to say something about ballroom who, dance? Who, who's swinging? Who's singing it? I don't know. It's not the Ramones. It's somebody else. I don't know. I think it's uh, the Sweet. Okay. Take your word for sweet. it. Sweet. Sweet. So sweet at, something. At the ESPN Monday Night Football crew is getting their first crack at the preseason tonight with the Raider Arizona game. It's about to kick off here at six o'clock, top of the hour. But NFL Network is basically becoming a de facto red zone for the preseason games that are going on. This is great. NFL Network giving you all the games, everything that's up, and you can watch Tessator and Booger McFarlane, which I think, by the way, is going to be fantastic. Fantastic with Booger in the booth for Monday Night Football. I'm excited about this. Go home, get a little food, have it on the record, DVR, do the whole thing. Preseason all night long. People probably think I'm such a hater. You are a hater. I it's not I don't hating just because of to hate. <laughs> Overstimulation <laughs> is bad for your brain. I don't like red zone. I, it drives me nuts. I just want to watch a game. I want to watch the game in its totality. I want to watch the ebbs and flows. I want to watch every punt. I want to watch the game. I do I do appreciate like if 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 a game was just the box store then the box score then just Check out the box score. Right. It's not what it is. It's a story. It's exactly. a drama. It's unfolding. Exactly. So I get all of that. Here's the problem. 
I got to try my fantasy team. That's Can't what I hate fantasy that's for. It. No, leave me alone. Let me do it. I need to how watch do all we the people. How do we create this electronic game that actually okay. controls the way that we consume something as popular as the NFL? That's nuts when you think about it. It's augmented reality. It's an interaction with it. what is, in fact, going on. It's like Uber, and you can track your car. Right, but isn't it just another step towards the dumbing down of America? Because this is no. another, it's just another thing that we don't understand in its totality like we should. You understand nothing in its totality. Watching Red Zone is akin to reading Twitter instead of reading books. No, that's uh, that's not accurate. Actually, a pretty good analogy. <laughs> it's to tell me one is one two ESPN Radio. Uh, want to let everybody know I am out tomorrow. Okay, so fear not. We will have a guest host in somewhere. Maybe you want to come? Yeah. Okay. Mike, Mike, Mike Nugent is still sitting at the table. Okay. Uh, tomorrow. Here we are. Official announcement. Mike Nugent's coming on the and, show tomorrow. Uh, and uh, we're so gonna do we're gonna do nothing but Grizz Fall Camp from show. four to six tomorrow. We'll let Mike. We'll let Mike make enemies on Bobcat Nation for at least so, 15 minutes of the show enjoy tomorrow. Enjoy that. And uh, um, it'll be glorious. I Just a quick update uh, to uh, my legions of Twitter followers. <laughs> there will be no tweets this weekend, okay? Let's <laughs> just be very clear about that. Fantasy football weekend is uh, cell phones go in the glove compartment. <laughs> and, you know, you sit there and you draft your team, okay, and you go golfing. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm looking very much forward to it. Been an enjoyable day, though. Uh, look forward to be be being back with everybody. Uh, on Monday afternoon after the preseason uh, week two was in the books and we will be Coulter in live football week because next Saturday Florida Miami whew, real football see now I'm into that yeah give let's me that. go give me that let's go all right boys and girls thanks for being with us here on a Thursday afternoon from Paradise Falls have a wonderful rest of your afternoon Colton Juan is Mike Nugent tomorrow in studio enjoy that very much see you on monday good night now whether you're traveling to missoula for business a family visit or to watch the grizz game the wingate wants to be your home away from home call the wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to missoula from conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park we have what you need and what you want when traveling the Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.